Hello and welcome to another episode of Interview with a Schizophrenic. My name is Duncan, I am your host, and today I have the great pleasure of having Zoe with me from the United States. Hello Zoe, how are you doing? I'm fine. That's great, fantastic. So Zoe, Zoe is one of uh, the younger participants of this um, interview show. Um, but she does have a diagnosis. Um, I believe your diagnosis is schizoaffective. Sorry. Yes, schizoaffective with depression. With depression. So why don't you tell us how it started for you, how you got diagnosed, what was leading up to the diagnosis, what you were going through. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Um. Well... Uh, as a younger child, I experienced a lot of things, and during that time, I had a lot of intrusive thoughts, and as the yeah. years progressed, um, I just started showing more symptoms such as paranoia and paranoid delusions and whatnot, and it didn't take until um, I got to high school and... I was in a really bad psychotic episode and it's just like my entire, you know, personality was just shut down. And that was the first time I went to a uh, mental hospital and that was the yeah. starting of my diagnoses. But during that time for a while, um, it was just a lot of misdiagnoses. Uh, first they said I had depression and anxiety. I was like, yeah, I can get that. I can get that. Then they said I had bipolar disorder. I was like, I guess I can get that. Then they said I had schizophrenia. I was like, I don't know about that. Cause it's like, at that time, <laughs> I just thought, you know, I just thought, having this not having schizophrenia was just one of like the scarier things to me mainly because of how it's portrayed Scary, that's right yeah and it's just yeah, that's right yeah. i don't know i i didn't want to accept it even though it made sense mm. and when i finally got my you know final diagnosis by which was you know consulted by my psychiatrist and my personal therapist, uh, they said, um, well, it sounds like you have schizoaffective with depression since my psychotic episodes and depressive symptoms aren't, you know, consistent. They described it as like a bipolar disorder, but, you know, with psychotic, uh, with psychotic tendencies. Uh, as well as it's being accompanied by depression, since I do suffer from uh, suicidal thoughts. And when they yeah. said that, I could definitely understand it. But, you know, since then, it's been almost two years since the diagnosis. And I'm trying, you know, to cope. But not all days are going to be the best for me. You know, I think what, you know, schizophrenia is scary when it's diagnosed. And one of, the, one of the aspects which is quite scary is that it's a lifelong illness. There's no cure. 
you know, because you're you're a young girl. So if somebody tells you, uh, yeah, Zoe, you've got schizophrenia, that's that's quite a big thing, to be honest with you, isn't it? I mean, that might, you know, do you, I mean, you know, my personal opinion is, is that you're still young and it's difficult to predict what's going to happen in 10 years or five years time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's difficult for them to know, to be sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one. But um, so, so tell me, you had, you were going through paranoia and delusions. I mean, tell me what sort of things you were going through. Um, so when I started having the paranoid delusions, um, for, uh, I want to say almost a decade, I was being bullied by my mm. peers and nobody was listening to me. And the main occurrence would be they're talking about me. They're talking about me. They're talking about me, you know, and mm. what would be accompanied with that would be um, mainly like shaking, like mild shaking. And then accompanied with that would be homicidal thoughts because it's like, I just felt really unsafe, obviously with paranoia. I just felt extremely unsafe. And I constantly thought that I was going to be, you know, attacked because I did get into fights often to defend myself and it's just not a good time, you know. Was was the now and then obviously the bullying was happening and also but it was mixed in with a delusion. So it was it was a stronger feeling than it really was in reality. Is that correct? Um whenever I have paranoid delusions uh surrounding they're talking about me or I feel like I'm about to get hurt, I have to do something. Um, they absolutely feel like reality. Like all of my delusions feel like, you know, it's actually, you know, happening. Like um, I had a brief period where I was extremely paranoid about dying to the point of having panic attacks and having really a really bad sleep schedule and i'd only get like Mm -hmm. four to like three hours of sleep it would be that bad and i was you know set on like i'm going to die in my sleep i'm going to die in my sleep i can't sleep um there would be times where i'd have religious delusions and i'd be like there is a demon inside of me. There's an angel inside of me. They're talking to me. There was a brief period where I mm. thought that I was an angel myself and that I was set on the world to, you know, save people. But then it went from, mm. I have to save these people to a very pessimistic view of the world. So it's just, whenever I experience a delusion, they always feel real, at least to me. And I would get extremely angry whenever people told me when it, when I'm mentioning my uh, religious delusions, I would get extremely angry uh, when people told me that, oh, you know, they're not real, right? Because it's like, it it feels so real. And it makes me feel like they're telling me that I'm lying. 
and I it, that just doesn't sit right with me. But it's like now that I'm out of that delusional state, I can understand like that was just a moment of psychosis instead of yeah, this is just awful. Yeah, you know, like I don't know how to explain it properly. Yeah, no, no, no. I understand because you know it's like um like the world we live in like the day-to-day life, like you're going to school or going to work, whatever, you know, it's not, it's kind of like a, an illusion. You know, it's kind of the truth, but it's not the whole truth. And the aspect of the spiritual side is also true, but we deny it and we don't accept it, but it is part of the world. So, you know, when you're having delusions, spiritual, religious delusions, there is, it is, it is also schizophrenic, you know, sort of a, a, a delusion, but there's also a real side to it as well. You know, that's what that's my personal belief because because the, the world that we live in is not the whole truth. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I can get what you're saying. Yeah, so I mean, I cannot. Yeah, because it's not as clear cut as saying someone is schizophrenic, therefore all their delusions are false. It's not as clear cut as that. I don't, I don't think so. You know, I think there's, you know, there's a little bit of truth in, in everything really. Hmm. So, so tell me, uh, Zoe, are you, are you on medication now? Um, I recently <coughs> stopped medication by my own choice because of the, uh, what is it called? <sighs> now I'm at a blank for the word. Uh, because of the side effects. <coughs> yeah. Um, no. I mainly stopped because of the side effects and... Uh, because I grow a tolerance to my medication a lot. Um, I would change medications very frequently and it wouldn't even be a year with them, uh, mainly because I would experience no change or my symptoms would worsen. So um, back in March, I said, I, I just can't do this anymore because it was an extremely bad uh, depressive episode. And like mm. every day I was like crying my eyes out. I was like, I, I just can't do this anymore. Like this medication isn't working. I'd rather, you know, do extensive therapy rather than, you know, take meds that won't work for me. So even though I recommend medication, I, I don't think it's for everybody, you know. But how how many years you've I haven't actually told your age, but you're 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 a young teenager. And, and you've been ill for 10 years, is that right? Uh, yes. So that's quite, uh, that's quite a big experience for you. So how, how many years were you on medication? Um, I didn't start getting medicated until two years ago, but I experienced the symptoms yeah. as a young child. So you've been in the health system since... 2018 but yeah. you've had the symptoms for a while okay fine fine yeah i mean you know the medication is a difficult one did, did your psychiatrist agree to you stopping the medication 
Say it one more time. Or did you do it on your... Did your psychiatrist, you know, did they let you stop um, taking medication or... did not agree, neither did my therapist. But um, yeah. he did say since, you know, I'm at my age that I should be able to make decisions for myself. Um, he did warn yeah. me about my symptoms, you know, coming back or my symptoms, you know, possibly worsening regarding my paranoia because it does get extreme. And it's like, hmm. I understand that, but I'm willing to take the risk because I, I really don't like the side effects that antipsychotics have on me, especially since I'm, you know, this young, like, it's, hmm. for me, it's just too much for me to handle. Yeah. I know what you mean. Um, I mean, I've been on medication for like uh, about 20 years and... Um, I think the side effects still affect me now, 20 years later, they still have a big effect on me. So I, I know where you're coming from. They are, they are very powerful. Um, and it is, you know, it's kind of, I, I guess, I guess, I guess with you, it's a question of wait and see, because when you get older, perhaps your mental health symptoms might subside. You know that might that might be the case. You know I think it's dangerous for them to diagnose you with a lifelong disorder at such a young age. I think that's quite dangerous. You know, I mean, what what do you think about that? Um, I don't think it's dangerous because it's. I don't think it's dangerous. The only thing that I probably disagree with was the medicating part because. Um, I'm very self-aware, but at the same time, my symptoms does get debilitating. Um, so I can understand why they wanted to medicate me so I could, you know, be able to function better in social situations and, you know, function better in life because it's like there would be times where I just wouldn't get out of bed. I wouldn't, you know, take a shower, like things like that. It's just... I understand medication at times, but I also understand diagnosis because it just gets a better hold of, you know, what you're dealing with, for lack of better words, as a psychiatrist and a therapist. Um, because I know that there are children younger than me who deal with yeah. the exact same, if not similar, you know, things that I do regarding, you know, mental health. And it's like, I don't think it's dangerous, but I do think it's used to better understand, which makes sense to me. But medication, definitely, I don't okay, think. Okay, fine. Yeah, I don't think that medication okay, fine. should be. I mean, you come, you come across as a... Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, you come across as an intelligent, smart young lady. What um, avenues have you looked in for alternative therapy? Um, you know, obviously, we're not, we don't want to get medicated. What else have you looked into um, to help you? Um, the thing that currently helps me is uh, my personal therapist. Uh, I feel, you know... 
safer whenever I'm in a I feel safer whenever I get to speak to somebody one-on-one -on -one versus, you know, speaking, you know, in a group setting about my issues versus, you know, speaking to people like my parents or my friends about my issues, uh, mainly because yeah. it it's just uh, what if they try to use this against me type of thing, they won't understand type of thing, they'll think I'm mm -hmm. crazy type of thing. Like, it's... Mm -hmm. I feel like it's more of a personal preference, but it's also a, I'm looking out for myself because I don't want history to repeat itself type of thing. Mm. Okay. Because I mean, you know, I think, uh, I, I, I can't, you know, I kind of agree Like the medication only does so much. And then you've got to look in other aspects of your life to help your mental health you know, like create like a art. I think, I mean, it's just some, something to uh, to soothe your mind. Do you know what I mean? Something, whatever it can be. Like, are um, you talking about like coping skills? I mean, yeah, but you, coping skills, exactly. Yes, coping skills, yeah. Um, yeah. Since I'm at home most of the time, the main thing that I usually do is just, you know, play The Sims and that's it. And, and that's really, you know, mm. soothing for me. On top of that, I uh, do world building and creative writing. And that, you know, mm. makes things a lot more easier to deal with. Because whenever I get on the topic of creative writing or whatever genre I'm writing in that, uh, at that time... Uh, I just get really excited and that's all I can think about. So it's just, it's, I guess you can call it therapy, that, but not everything, you know, that, is lasting. You know. But, that, but that, that is kind of therapy, I think. I mean, you're expressing yourself, you're expressing your internal self to the outside world, you know, so that is, that's important when when you're going for a schizophrenic process where reality and unreality get mixed up you know it's important to let your true self come out of your body it's like it's kind of like a it's like um tuning your mind you know i think i think that is i think that is useful so tell me what you 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 do creative writing is that something you want to continue as like a career? Um, I as would. You get, as you get older, is that, yeah. I would, mm -hmm. but um, I feel like I wouldn't be good enough for people to, you know, actually purchase anything that I wrote. Uh, I like my work, I do. Um, I think I'm good at it, but I'm not, you know, Stephen King type of good, you know? Yeah, but that's, it's all about, um, you know, not everybody's Stephen King. There's only one Stephen King, you know, in the world, you know, and if you've got a mental health condition, it's, it's things are a little bit more difficult, but people do want to hear your story. You know, you, you they want to hear what you've got to say and your take on the world with your experiences in it. You know, that's that's a valid 
as important as anybody else. And if you've got that creative spark, you know, you can, you know, that, that, that's, that's your thing, really. You know? So tell me, um, what are your, what are your hopes for the future? Um, with, um, considering your diagnosis, what are your, are you optimistic? I mean, what is, what is your outlook on life now? Um, I do have a nihilistic sense of view uh, regarding my future in the world itself. Um, But there are times where I'm like, okay, well, I do want to do this eventually. Like, I do want to get married. I do want to start a family. I do want to have a successful life and lineage. But it's like at the same time, uh, when I think about my mental health, and the way I operate, it just feels like it's not, you know, attainable. Like I have trauma surrounding adults, especially when adults get confrontational. And that is a big thing that I, that I try to, you know, not react in a negative way with, but it just feels like, you know, with people in general, it feels like as I get older, I'm still going to have like, you know, that repressed within me. And, you know, everybody has different breaking points. And I just feel like if people still act the way that people do, which will be inevitable, that I'm still going to, you know, lash out, or there's going to be something that somebody says that triggers you know a flashback or that triggers a episode or you know it's just i just feel like there's so much right now and in this moment it feels like it won't change because every time i feel as if it's getting better or if i'm at a good point in my life it just feels like it all just comes crashing down like and a lot of times it feels like I can't do much about it. And I do hope for the best, but at the same time, I'm not expecting much. Mm. Yeah, I know I know kind of what you mean. Um, you know, you've got to have that, that cynical... Um, dark-sided edge view of life as well if you've got a mental health condition because you know it's not all peaches and ice cream you know there is a dark side to to life um you know when when you're when your own mind is attacking you you've got to you've got to realize you've got to be on your guard at times i definitely agree with you you know but um you know i think um I think me- mental health is kind of like an altered state that you go into. So it can give you a different life experience to like a normal person, you know, like a like a normal woman might want to be like a Stepford wife or something. Whereas if you've got a mental health condition, you've got like a different outlook on life. It gives you that different, you, perhaps you can see things for what they really are. Um, do you know what I mean? Because a lot of life is an illusion. There's a lot of... Um, were sold a lie 
um, because the truth people are people are afraid of the truth, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know. You know. I mean. So, have do you do you have have you ever hallucinated or anything like that? Yes. Um. The first time I hallucinated oh, yeah. was when I was fifteen, and I was in a really bad depressive episode. Um. And I was mm. trying to go to sleep, and it was just like three voices. And they were just like, you're stupid, you're ugly, you're fat, kill yourself, kill yourself, kill yourself. I'm like, God, damn, let me, mm. let me go to sleep or at least one at a time, you know? <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah. but since then, um, it has been, you know, off and on again, you know, hallucinations. Uh, the main one was uh, Black figures. Um, yeah. And it's like I knew those shadow people. Shadow people. It's like I know that like shadow people aren't you know running from yeah. door to door and everything. Like I know that. Um, but yeah. more recently, it's been like <sighs> fleas biting me, and that has been extremely yeah. uncomfortable, as you could imagine, because it's like I feel a flea biting me, and I look on my arm. There's nothing there. I'm like, get off, get off. You know, it's just the last time. Uh, I had a bug-related tactile hallucination. Um, mm. I was like trying to go to sleep, and there it felt like there was this roach crawling all over me. And I was just like, "Get off! Get off! Get off!" I'm like sitting there panicking right next to my mom because we were driving, <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, so so what's what's wrong?" Like. I was like, there's a bug on me, mom. It has to get off. It has to get off. It's like, there's nothing on you. There's nothing on you. It's just like, but it doesn't feel like the truth because it's like, you can feel it. It's just, I just feel like that's just yeah. one of the worst things because it's just, especially when you can't you know, you know, it because it's just like, you're trying so hard. Yeah. Like, where is it? Get off, get off, get off. And it, it won't get off. You know, you know, I'm serious about, um, I think there's a little truth in everything we experience, you know, even even as schizophrenics. You know, there is a little truth in it, um, because because that's just the way the world is, you know. Um, but yeah, I saw. I yeah, I know uh, tactile hallucinations. I I kind of have them a little bit, but yeah, it's just some yeah, it's irritating. Okay. So, so Zoe, I think we can wrap it up here. Yeah, Thank you fine. for coming and speaking to me. You know, you know, a lot of people chicken out of the interview. You've got to be quite brave and ballsy to 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 have an interview one to one and then be on the internet. You know, it's quite a ballsy thing to do. So, I thank you for that because you know, on the, uh, you know where I found you, there were other people and. You're you're the only one who's basically got through all of the stages um, to come and speak to me. So I think that's fantastic, you know. And um, may, maybe I'll, I'll you know I'll, I'll, I'll check up on you next year and we can have another chat, you know, if you if you'd like to do that. Um, yeah, that's but, great. Um, absolute, yeah, the absolute pleasure to talk to you. Um, you know, so it'll be. It'd be really. I think. I think it's important that you know we we um, we speak again to see how you're doing, and you can have further reflections um, 
and just have another chat. Um, what I'm going to do, I'm going to play some. Did you say you liked? Was it? Was it? Um, what type of music did you like? I like funk. Okay, so I'm going to play some funk music at the end of this show, and um, yeah, so that's great. So thank you very much, Zoe, um, and we'll chat again soon. All right. See you in a year. Okay. Thank you.